Hi everyone, this is Jamak. I am the creator of Data Mesh, uh, the founder of Next Data. We are reimagining what data sharing could look like if data was a product, if independent teams and individuals could share their data as a product, and if we lived in a world where AI, ML, analytics could be powered by independently owned and responsibly shared data. So that's our vision. If that's appealing to you, if that interests you, we are growing our team rapidly and we need you. If you're a distributed systems engineer, product manager, or a designer of a large-scale PaaS SaaS infrastructure, we'd love to hear from you. Please check out our careers page at nextdata.com. Data Mesh Radio is provided as a free community resource by Data Mesh Understanding. It is produced and hosted by me, Scott Herleman. This episode is part of a longer interview I conducted with Jamak Dagani, who's the founder of the Data Mesh concept and is sponsored by her, her company, her startup Next Data. The goal of these conversations is to dig deeper into specific topics rather than skimming the surface and really discuss Shmack's view of the now and the future of Data Mesh. What is possible now? What can we do to set ourselves up for success in the, in the future? And what is our ideal picture in that future once we have the ways of working and the tooling more figured out? Hopefully, you get some great insights as well as seeing the other side of the funny and wonderful person behind the Data Mesh paradigm. Please do follow Jamak as well for more interesting insights to keep an eye out on what she is working on. I think you'll be very interested and excited. Now, up next, I'll give a bit of my summary of the episode. So you might focus on a few of the nuanced points that Jamak makes. Sometimes she says some things that are kind of like a picture, right? Worth a thousand words in and of themselves, even when she says one sentence. So with that, uh, let's go ahead and hear some fun music, and then we'll get into that summary. Episode 249, Jamax Corner number 27, Creating Truly Scalable Interconnectivity for Data. We start this part of the interview covering a bit of what Jamak was discussing in the previous episode. How do we build the sound, solid foundation of making it easy just as a part of people's day-to-day business and software processes to create and manage data in such a way that it can be productized and usable for the rest of the organization, that it's just an easy kind of, where we talk about data as a byproduct, that data becomes almost a byproduct of the day-to-day, but that it's still treated with that same super first-class citizen high quality, that it doesn't have to be all of this really complex challenges of dealing with the tooling instead of this is just a simple day-to-day. Yes, and we do need that intentionality around data products so that people still focus on it, but it just needs to be simple. We need a solid foundation for creating data products. Shemak believes if you are doing data mesh well, your data products by definition cannot be silos. The definition of a mesh data product is that 
it should be designed to be inherently interconnectable with the greater data of the organization. Now, of course, this is far easier said than done. (laughs) She believes APIs are the best way we've seen for this to work in software. So we need to figure out how to do kind of the same in data. It's not something that we're really seeing about how people are doing APIs for this kind of analytical processing and, and workloads and things like that very well. For Jamak, the end vision of data mesh, kind of beyond data mesh, as she says sometimes, is not for sharing data well just within the organization, but well across the bounds of the organization with your partners and, you know, kind of with the, the greater world as to how can we all collaborate better around information sharing. While we lost the audio at the end of her kind of talking about this, she did talk about how we must develop standards and the technology and tooling that serves us better in actually doing interconnectivity of data across organizational bounds. Which will come first? It's hard to say, but tools without standards doesn't do much to advance what we are trying to achieve. And the same with standards without the technology or tools to make the implementation of those standards easy and useful. It's a chicken and egg to see which develops first, but it's crucial crucial they both start to emerge and that we don't try to separate them too much, that we have these standards and these practices and these tools for sharing data across organizational bounds much easier. Okay, with that shortest summary of the episode done, let's go ahead and get to actually hearing from the woman herself, Shmak Degani. First and foremost is like, let's introduce this concept to people that are working with data so that they can work with data products. Let's give them the tools that they can automatically create these things in a way that, yes, they are discoverable, yes, they are addressable, and so on and so on. Yes, they are governable, right? So that's a piece that is fundamentally missing. And then once you have that is piece in place, then you can layer capabilities that organizations as mature they need, right? So the layer of, you can make the layer of discoverability as, you know, expansive as you want. Um, You can make the layer of, you know, observability of governance as, as deep as you want. And you can kind of layer these things on top, but you have to have something to layer this on. (laughs) And we don't have that thing. And that's, that's to me is like the starting point. So when an organization starts, in a particular domain, like let's say I'm really hot. This topic of the, the, the drug discovery is very hot for me because uh, on a personal level, of course, I, I relate to it as well as the, uh, one of the current customers that we have where um, uh, that's, that's the domain. Um, if you want to allow someone who is doing drug research be able to do their job, they need to have access to timely correct, understandable data products from multitude of sources um, 
the, in a way that, but let's say from the multitude of, or the number of data products and those data products, like, you know, you, you find the compounds and you find the clinical research and you find, you know, the results of those um, research, you find the demographics of patients. Like there's a ton of data, like this multidimensional data that gets then presented as data products. It gets interconnected to a bunch of other data products that are you know, that, that it can be built on top of it by a completely different team, by the way, perhaps com- using completely different set of tools to generate now, you know, a potential uh, potential drug. So so what those people trying to do is they're trying to use the tools they use every day, but yet be able to package, you know, their research, their analysis, their data as a data product, be able to search and discover what's out there as data products, be able to trust that data, the only like one way of trusting that data, be able to see the interconnectivity of that data to other data that led to the generation of that. So there's a lot of pieces that goes into that. What is it? What, what, is, what, is, the, what is the thing we need to put in place so that ultimately domains can autonomously discover work, use data without relying on centralized specialization, centralized technology, centralize anything really that, that that's just uh, that becomes a bottleneck so did i answer your question scott or do we need to like pull that question out now <laughs> did i went down on my own somewhat there so i think um what what's coming through and, and one thing that i i think we we could even poke at a little bit is that I, you know there still should be centralized offerings and there should be centralized ways that people plug in but those are the here's here's how you could do this in an easy path. Here's how this thing, otherwise, you know, how do you, otherwise you just create additional silos, right? And so we could talk a little bit about that. But I think what you're talking about a lot is how do we actually make it so that that you can still move at the speed that you need to with your own data for your own or your own domain, but that you are plugging in and working in the greater organization because you know i talked to a couple of of companies that were um you know 60 70 lines of businesses that had just you know acquired 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 and they were trying to figure and they were in you know so many different countries so many different regions and so they were trying to figure out how do you even um separate all that stuff out to even think about the idea of a domain but my, my point here is is that interoperability, like we we need to we need to create the ways to create data products and manage those themselves. But then we also need to to figure out how do we plug in? How do we plug that into the greater, you know, I, I I'm disappointed that the word data fabric means what it means because fabric is the best um, analogy for this because you think about networking fabric, you think about computer fabric, you think about that as kind of this, layer that that goes through everything but like how does this fit into the greater information um of the organization that you can plug that in that it isn't that you're just creating these high quality data products that are silos so like are you saying by definition is not a silo thing data product by its definition i know maybe there are incarnations of it that you know that that they are disconnected but but data data product by definition has these APIs, which are the best way of creating, as far as we know so far in our technology kind of advanced 
<laughs> curve of technology are the best way of creating interconnectivity. They have there are these programmable interfaces that every data product has for connecting them together and for connecting them to also other kind of higher level planes of you know discoverability and so on. So, uh, so just want to pause there to say, if you see a data product in the wild that is just sitting by itself in you know in a catalog or somewhere and it's not doesn't have multiple types of interconnectivity to other data products, that's, in my book, that's not a data product. Sorry to interrupt you there. No, but it's it's an important characterization because that's actually what I'm seeing is the challenge is that people are is this a tooling challenge or is this a um, standards challenge, a framework challenge as to how do you create that? You know, I mean, I'd love to hear how how Next Data is playing in that because that is the thing we're we're seeing people being able to create these data products, but the greater kind of industry definition of data products, I don't think lives up to your standard of, of the phrase. And I, you know, I hope we can get there, but how do people manage that interconnectivity? Because people like, do they have to manage it ahead of time? Do you have to have a centralized framework for that? How do you think about that? That is it just, you have universal IDs or how is that actually working? Is that more of a tooling? Is that more of an organizational? Is that more of a governance problem? Like, how do we actually do that that interconnectivity? Because that's where people are struggling. Yeah, interconnectivity, I think, um, you know, standards are a must uh, in my mind. Like, yes, you can get interconnectivity within an organization that has control over the framework or standards that they create within the organization. But if you want to be successful beyond a single organization, which is, which in fact, majority of the data sharing really, like a large portion of data sharing is across organizations. How is it done today? Dumping zones or landing zones. You just dump files across each other. And in fact, in, in one of our customers, um, there, there is a source, external source that they're buying this data on a, a quick, quick, quick tangent rabbit hole. Uh, they're buying data, and that that source organization is selling the same data multiple times to the same enterprise, different domains within an enterprise, because there is not a programmable interface that the whole enterprise uses to access that data. It's just a data dump. Yes, you get multiple contracts, and multiple times you're paying for this expensive data, and you get multiple dumps of the same thing in different parts of the organization. So that's Kind of file dumping is um, the you know the 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 way we do interorganization data sharing. So that <clears throat> interconnectivity, for it to truly work, we need a standardization, and we need a standardization beyond oh, I've standardized metadata and file formats, and yay, we're like we're so excited about it, great. But we really need a, a standardization at a, at a higher level of abstraction. We need a standardization that. You know, helps with identification of that data. Helps with <clears throat> how we understand the data. Helps with how do we get access to the data, and helps with the actual data usage. Right. So there's different facets of standardization that need to happen. But I think, um, and it's not that there hasn't been any efforts. Right. There's plenty of kind of putting the data mesh aside. Right. Plenty of standards have been developed as part of the semantic web or previous attempts to link data across universe of organizations, but um, have they been successful? Uh, I don't know, I, maybe to some degree. Um, I think the standardization that I feel uh, are perhaps sometimes more successful in these fields are where 
a tool that is a kind of a de facto standard. Somebody creates technology to solve a particular problem. And as a result of that, as a byproduct of that, they create, you know, pieces of that technology as a standards that other folks um, adopt, right? We see such a large adoption of parquet file format as an example, right? That was to solve a very particular problem as, as a byproduct, this file format was generated and is now a de facto standard for a lot of the lake storage, fundamental storage type under, under many of the lake systems or lake house systems. Um, so I think that's how we, we probably, that's going to be the path of least resistance to rapidly get to some sort of a de facto standards, uh, for interoperability, but then the standards are alone <laughs> without the technology to actually embody them and enable them, it's, it's useless. So, uh, so we need to have different kind of tech stacks that comply with the standards. And I'm, not, I'm just making general comments at this point, right? <laughs> it's, uh, you can apply this to, to any really, any, any concept. Um, so we need the routers and gateways that support this sort of standards and then, um, you know, the tooling that can process it. But I think, yeah, so to me, it's a combination of really standards and technology and tooling and which ones comes first, the chicken and egg problem is that does the standard come first or does the tooling come first? I think we can get an idea of where Jmac was going with this. Unfortunately, uh, as has been the case on a couple of recent recordings, the Technical issues did prevent us from getting all of the audio from here, but I think the the point she's making is pretty clear as to we need standards, we need technology. They must be intertwined. We can't uh, have one without the other, but there is a chicken and egg as to which actually starts to develop and come first. I'll leave you on my takeaways. The first, a data product by the data mesh definition cannot by the you know definition of a data product, be a silo because it is meant to be consumed by the rest of the organization as kind of that greater part of the, the bigger picture of the organization. Whether that is true in practice, though, <laughs> it still remains to be seen. Second, APIs are the way we've learned in software to interconnect between services. So we need to learn how to leverage the same approaches in data because we need the, you know, if you go all the way back to the domain-driven design episodes and things, we need the ability to be flexible and agile and, and um, not be overly tied to any one approach at the actual kind of implementation of the data product level, but we still have to have that interconnectivity so that we can actually still um, share and be part of the greater picture. Third, within a single organization, we may be able to get a buy without having a great set of industry-wide interconnectivity standards. You know, one company can fully control their own, the way that they they share data internally. We haven't seen very many of those uh, examples emerge, so I don't know that people are actually even doing that that well right now. But in general, we know that to truly unlock the value of our organization's, you know, cross-organization data sharing in a scalable and useful way with privacy and all that stuff, it's it's necessary so we need better ways to do that actual sharing across the bounds of organizations. And that's standards and, and tooling and technology. It remains, the final point is it remains to be seen which will emerge first, the standards or the tooling slash technology. It's a chicken and egg kind of question there. But they must really be intertwined to work well. If we just have the tooling or we just have the standards, and they're not really partnering together, 
things aren't going to go that well. So thanks again to Jamak. As a reminder, please check out her startup, Next Data. There's more information about it in the show notes. They're doing some pretty amazing things. She's hiring lots of folks looking to partner with others and just kind of check it out. As for me, please do follow up with me as well. I'm pretty easy to find. I'd love to chat data mesh or anything kind of in the data realm. Check out datameshunderstanding.com for more information, some useful resources and things as well. And Jamak and I both wish you an excellent rest of your day. Now with that, let's cue that inspiring outro music.